listeners, you're listening to another episode of Beckett's Babies. We're your hosts, Sarah Cho and Sam Collier, and today we are talking about bios. So, as you know, if you're any kind of theater artist or you have a website or you've ever been interviewed or featured, or basically if you live in the 21st century, <laughs> <laughs> um, at some point, you're going to have to write a bio about yourself, mm-hmm. and we want to know what they're for, why they exist, what's the value, and how do you make a good bio, and why are there so many boring bios, mm-hmm. and is that a controversial question? Maybe some people believe bios should be boring. We will explore all that and more on today's episode. Oh, bios. Um, wow. I... I think I told you that I told you this, but I've just been using the same bio since college, like the last nine years or something. I've just updated some information here and there, removed uh, irrelevant information, added new. I it's basically the same thing, um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of one of the things I don't want to think too much about because I feel like I have so much other things to worry about. Um, but bios is a thing that, you know, that I, I, I don't know. Maybe they, they get into the programs, the theater programs, or um, you see on the websites. It's just a thing that I feel like instead of a resume, it's this mm-hmm. has some kind of a narrative to your life. And I think people want to read that, but I don't know. Here's a question for you, Sarah. This yeah. question just occurred to me. I'm throwing you a curveball. Oh boy. When you're an audience member mm-hmm. seeing a, new show and you don't know anybody involved in the show do you read the bios in the program before you see the show or at intermission or after or not at all good question i read the bios maybe during the mission intermission or after where i see the show i'm like wow that actor was amazing who is that person Mm -hmm. and then i'll read the bio i'm like oh this person played oh wow she's was all over and I didn't, she was on this TV show. She was here and there. Oh, wow. Like, wow, she's incredible. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's like the only time I, I, because I'm just so curious who that person is. I'm just mm-hmm. watching and, you know, and so, or in the directing, like who is this amazing director that put this amazing take on Shakespeare, you know? And then mm-hmm. that's like when I'll want to read and who gets to know who they are. But I don't know. I have like no interest I need to be motivated to know to mm-hmm. want to know more about them. What about the flip side? Are you ever like, oh my god, this directing is terrible? <laughs> Who did this? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. So. I mean, that's still a motivation, right? <laughs> it's, like, it's positive, negative. Uh, you know, whether whatever that is, but it's a motivation. So. I'm motivated to see well why they did the thing they did and who they are. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I think it can be useful too. A lot of times I see a, well, not a lot of times now because I live in Maine, but when I was living in Chicago, for example, I would see a show and I would sit in my mind as I'm watching the play. I think, oh my gosh, this person looks so familiar. I know I've seen them before, but I can't remember where. And then I could look in their bio and see what show I'd seen them in. So it's useful in that way. Other than using bios to connect your memories, <laughs> yeah, like what? Yeah, so like what 
are they really for? <laughs> you know, I just, the reason I wanted to talk about this is I just feel like so many things are evolving and improving in the theater world where we're continually trying to do things in a new way or improve upon things. And I just feel like the bio is still stuck in the 20th century. And often it's kind of boring and doesn't really tell me anything I want to know. And maybe there's a better way. Maybe we can change the way we look at bios. That's why I wanted to do an episode about bios. All right. Well, let's see if we can accomplish that goal, Sam. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, here's my first question. Uh Okay. This is the big question I have. Why do we have to write about ourselves in the third person? Mm. It's so weird. And I think because we do it all the time, we don't think about how weird it is maybe, but I think about how weird it is every time I do it. Because when I was a kid... And I would go to a show and I would read bios in a program. I would think, wow, this person is like so famous that other people are writing about them and telling me all their accomplishments. Mm. And then I got a little older and I realized, no, actually, nobody's going to write. Nobody's going to tell your story. You have to tell your own story, but you have to do it in the third person and pretend to be somebody else writing about you. So it, yeah, like maybe so it doesn't look like egotistical or maybe so it doesn't, maybe so it looks like you're more important than you are. Yeah. Important enough to have somebody else write about you, but like everyone just knows it's fake. Mm. So I think when you're writing in third person, you're, and if everyone does it, it's like there's some consistency by looking at it objectively. Because if I don't, I'm just imagining one person does not write want to write everyone's bios, so maybe for that sake, right. it's just for consistency. But yeah, but why don't we put them all in first person? Why don't bios just say I'm a playwright? And I think I that's maybe because that's just too much freedom for the person to go crazy, <laughs> like stay in this lane of consistency. And then if you get them for a person, they're gonna be like, I'm gonna share my heritage story. <laughs> like, I don't know, like they just go all out. But it could be the exact, it, it could be the exact same content, except instead of saying she or he or they, mm-hmm. it would say I, and it would just feel so much more honest, I think. Maybe I'm the only person who feels this way. But okay, here's my next mm-hmm. question. Why are they all the same and they're so boring? <laughs> and I, I just, I mean, it's just, if you're just going to list the, and I'm guilty of this too, because a lot of times you only get 50 words or 100 words and you want to cram as much accomplishment into that paragraph as you can. And so it just becomes a list of your accomplishments mm-hmm. and where you went to school and there's no personality. And like, what does that really tell you? I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Now, I I realize this might be an unpopular opinion, but there's got to be a way to make them less boring. (sighs) I'm trying to think here because you're right. What is the difference between a bio and a resume? Like when you just list all those things, like I'm like, all the information is on your resume Mm -hmm. and if not probably more, you know, there's like, um, Mm -hmm. so what is a bio supposed to do that a resume can't do? And I think, well, I think one is really important Take up less space, Take on, less space the on the page. But <laughs> it's like, it's. An, I feel like a bio should be an opportunity to also like share your voice as a writer. But then when you're yeah. restricted to this third person thing where you're like, I can't, I'm not allowed to 
be more expressive here than just list. Um, then I'm like, yeah, what, what, what's the function of a bio? Right. Cause you're pretending to be some other hypothetical person mm-hmm. describing you. So if you want to show your creative mm-hmm. flair, then it's like weirdly distanced from yourself because it's, it's a hypothetical person's creative flair. Yeah. I think on my website, I write it in first person. I think on my website, I've mm-hmm. done it it's just everywhere else. When I submit to apply to jobs or whatever, it's all this third person objective. But maybe we should just review what belongs mm-hmm. in a bio for people who are new to playwriting and maybe somebody has asked them yeah. to write a bio. What are the typical things they, they should or could include? Uh, let's see. So things we've seen, we've done is like adding, including location, your identity, successes, degrees, titles of work, which is the resume. <laughs> it's like which is the resume. on yeah. the top of, you know, the, yeah. I don't know. This is, yeah. I mean, I, I guess the way in which your identity can come through in a bio and not in a resume you know, that could be a distinction. But yeah, at, it, at its most basic kind of standard level, it is. It's it's a paragraph and sentence version mm-hmm. of a resume. So it would maybe list your titles and where they've where these plays have been done. Yeah. Here's a question. So I sometimes see playwrights focus their bio around the plays that they've written. And other times see them focus their bios around the plays that they've had workshopped or produced. And it, and so obviously pretty much every playwright ever has plays that they've written that they love that have never been produced. So it's always a decision like, can, can is there a way to list ones that you've written that haven't been done anywhere? And I'm wondering what, what you think about that. Hmm. In your bio, do you list plays that you've written that haven't been sanctioned by some theater company with a, a reading or a um, production yet? I don't think so. I think I I think in my bio on my website, I just like listed um, my plays that I've written or just like it feel like my favorite ones, I guess. But I guess one of them or two may have been, but they were all like also during the time I wrote in Iowa too. And so, so mm-hmm. they all were workshopped at some point. Um, so like that, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to think here. <laughs> I'm like now going to my website. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so the way I listed my plays is like during my time and I here are the plays that I've written. You know, um there were workshop mm-hmm. and then I right after that immediately list my awards or things my um things I've received. Not based on the plays, but just sort of like in general. Um that's related to playwriting. Well, here's uh-huh. a here's a here's a corollary question. If you mm-hmm. if you were to write mm-hmm. a new play tomorrow that you really love, and you think it's really good, and you love the title especially, um, would you? At what point would you start listing that play 
in your bio? Would you wait until you had a reading or a workshop of that play? Or would you be like, I love this play. I want to claim it and advertise it. So I'm going to start putting it in my bio, even though nobody's. But you like it because of the title. Yeah. You, you're, you're like, this is a great title. It shows mm-hmm. something about my work right now. Would you start putting it in your bio? Uh, I, I don't know because I mean, if we're, if the rule is to list your successes or like list your, to include, you know, like if it has been seen by the public at some point, <laughs> I don't know, then it's like, it should be mm-hmm. in your bio based on that rule. Um, so <laughs> if it's like, mm-hmm. this is existing in my world, <laughs> it has not been seen. I don't know. <laughs> like that's mentally ill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Not mentally ill. Sorry. But I don't know. Really? But you like I the don't title? know. I mean, unless maybe. I don't know. Maybe, I just, maybe you I should have like a little short paragraph this. or like a little short sense of my like currently working on, you know, this play. Um, have one or two sentences of why this concept really stands out and why you love it. And like, and then that could be the draw. But sometimes I do that in a bio. I'm like, you know, her newest play is da 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 da. But then I delete that sentence because I'm like, but nobody's done it yet. It just looks sad to like list this play with no credentials. But if it's like on your website, I think it's fine. The website Mm -hmm. is a great place for you to do whatever you want. Talk about who you are and what you're Mm -hmm. working on. And then it's the first thing if people want to know more about you, you could just take them to your website and be like, here's what I've done. Here's what I'm currently working on. Here's what I would like to do, you know? And that's a great opportunity to kind of share your point of view yeah but i yeah i think when it comes to submitting to places where i don't know it's like a little bit too much it's like a little too much fluff (laughs) than you want okay well what are some things that people can put in a bio okay if you're i guess this could be a big schism here (laughs) if if you believe as i do that the simple list bio can be improved by showing a little bit of your personality. What are some things you could add to your bio to show a bit more about who you are as a person? Like one thing I'm thinking about is a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. So some of my favorite bios follow the standard format, but there's just a little bit of creativity in there that makes them funny. So an example that I read recently um, is by the playwright Morgan Gould. I'm just going to read a little bit of this bio. Morgan Gould is a New York City-based writer slash director. The only place she can seem to get produced is I Want to Fucking Tear You Apart which had its world premiere at Studio Theater in Washington, D.C. in February 2017 and was nominated for a Helen Hayes Award for Outstanding New Play. The Chicago production received a 2019 Dramatist Guild Writers Alliance Award. Her other plays that no one will do include (laughs) All the Stupid Bitches, Three Fat Sisters, and Nicole Clark is Having a Baby. So she uses the same frame of these are my accomplishments and these are my play titles. But she sets it up in this way of, you know, here's the play that 
everyone wants to do. And these are my other plays that I also really like that no one will do, you know. But they have been done in the parentheses. Right. Well, right. Exactly. And so the phrase that no one will do maybe is a little tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. But then. Well, she means no one will produce them. I assume, yeah. But. but I, it's funny that when you say that out loud and then I, now that I'm, now that you read it out loud and I'm hearing the titles, it's hilarious. because like all the stupid bitches, three fat sisters, Nicole <laughs> Clark is having a baby. Like it's, there's just like, and it gives me a sense yeah. of like her, as a writer, her sensibility, like it's kind of all mm-hmm. there in those three titles, um, mm-hmm. which is pretty funny. So what do you think about that sense of humor? I mean, what it, I don't know anything about Morgan Gould mm-hmm. f- except what I'm seeing in this bio. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think that bio does for her as a kind of calling card? Mm-hmm. Well, just reading it out loud, I'm like, oh, she seemed like a very – funny, sarcastic, um, humorous, mm-hmm. um, just a writer that like, and <laughs> yeah. And the way that her bio is written, it's like, Oh, I wonder what her personality would be like in the room. and like, you know, talking in front of people. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. that's where my mind starts going. It's like, Oh, her as a personality as a onstage persona, like what does this look like? Yeah, I love I love that just little mm-hmm. in, injection. Of yeah, humor. and also it's like she she didn't list like twenty plays as is just the kind of standouts oh, as yeah. sort of her top mm-hmm. five standouts, and then actually had some recognition. I look at I'm looking at my bio now, and I'm like, yeah, my I like you know in the playwriting. I was like, ah, I've done some stuff, but it's really my comedy background that I'm like I really try to highlight because mm-hmm. it's actually where so much of my work has been done the last few years. Like it's all been comedy and I've been so involved in the community and performing and things like that, that that's why it's in bold and all my playwriting is like oh, italic and unbolded. <laughs> Do you find our, our comedians bios any different from playwrights bios? I don't think so. Cause it, it's pretty similar in terms of like the successes and like what they've done. Um, where they performed at, where they got their training from. It's all kind of, it's all pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'll just say this. I feel like ever since one of my sketch videos became featured on a few like comedy websites, mm-hmm. I think, and then adding that to my bio, people actually pay attention to me. Like it was like, yeah. it was like all of a sudden I'm like, I'm not just some girl who's just going to some festivals or have like did the same background that every actor in the country did. You know, it's like, oh, I it actually featured in a very prominent, specific things on the web that has high viewership. And then, so mm-hmm. then I'm like, then I submit my bio out um, to comedy places or like to groups or whatever. They're like, oh, they kind of like pay attention to me and then in a way yeah. that's not. That has never been before. Like, I, people are actually responding to my email. They're like, oh, thanks for your interest. Before, there was, like, never any kind of any any response. I get ghosted a lot. That's so cool. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I do think that um, once you have some kind of higher status accomplishment that you can put in your bio, mm-hmm. it does start to work that way. Like, mm-hmm. um, people start to return your emails. And, and it goes back to what you were saying about when you're watching a play – 
and you're thinking, oh, this person's really good. I want to see what else they've been in. Mm. Um, sometimes I've had the experience where I'm, you know, I'm watching and I'm not proud of this, but if I'm watching a play, I'm like, oh my gosh, this actor is amazing. And then I look in the bio and like, they, they don't have anything that I've heard about in the bio. I'm like, I become less <laughs> interested in them. Or, you know, if I'm like, oh, this person's amazing and they, in their bio, have all these impressive accomplishments, then I become more interested in them. And so, and that maybe is it's kind of a drawback of the bio, that you're not just evaluating them mm. on what you're, the work you're seeing in front of you, but like, yeah, whether other people have also thought they were amazing. But maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I don't know if this is like me, my brain sometimes go into like producer mode or something. But if I'm like see a show or something and I'm like, I've never heard of this person or the designer or whatever, I like put it in my back mm-hmm. pocket. Like I'm like, okay, I would love mm-hmm. to work. Like I don't know how or what, but like if something comes up, I want to figure out how to use this person. You know, like or And is that – and that's affected by, um, by what's in their bio? No. It's, well, it's – I don't think so. It's like, well, no, I don't think so. It's like what I see and then I see their bio. When I see the work, like when you see the work, right? I'm like, I'm like, oh, I see something there. Like, oh, there's something really interesting about this person. Um, And maybe their bio doesn't reflect that. But I'm like, I don't know. I just like, oh, I see the potential here. Like I see. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, and, and the flip side of that is like if you're thinking, oh, I want to work with this person and you look in their bio and they have all these amazing accomplishments, it can be intimidating and you think, boy, I don't stand don't. I was like, oh, they probably have like 20 agents in the way of a middleman. <laughs> like I can't ever get to this person. Um, okay, here's another bio mm-hmm. I really like. This is Catherine Weingarten, another playwright. Catherine Weingarten is a friendly Jewish chick from an obscure area of Pennsylvania, exclamation point. Her plays use comedy to expose the societal pressures on young women to be impossible good-looking, as well as ridiculously intellectual, humble, kind as can be, but also sexy. Now, that's just just the first two sentences of her bio, and it goes on to list some of her plays and where they've been done. But um, this is a different approach, right? She's starting with... um, her personality. And then she, in the second sentence, she's encapsulating her artistic um, vision before getting into any of her Mm. accomplishments. So what do you think about that approach? Um, Is this from her website? Did you grab it? This is from New New Place Exchange. Okay. Huh. I like that a lot for some reason. It's like, it's way more, um, fleshed out than Los Angeles based writer. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Like the, instead of using that location, um, cause I'm kind of getting a sense of, again, that that's just like some personality. Um, mm-hmm. her play uses come and it, it's like her little, um, like a manifesto or something like this is her. Yeah. Manifesto. That she's that's trying word. to, you know, in this, like, two sentences, and I'm sure it could go broad. Or, like, I'm sure she's does somewhere else extensively. But, like, in this sense, I'm getting a sense of 
what her current or her larger goal in writing um, that she wants to work on. Um, And it gives you a sense of what her plays mm -hmm. are going to feel like when you read them. So it it almost works like um, a preview of her writing style and it tells you the themes that she's exploring as well. Yeah. I also wonder if it's like a person is like who doesn't who has no interest in societal pressure on young women would be like, ah, all right, she's not my writer. <laughs> and it's like they're just like look away. Um, but like good because people, we don't need right. those theaters right. read, reading her plays exactly. anyway. Like so. you could also weed out support people that you don't want to work uh, with and then actually has common interests. Uh yeah. <laughs> oh, societal pressures on young women. Forget that. Jeez. <laughs> Get them out of your life. Um, yeah, I like that one a lot too. So one of our guests a few months ago was Raina Hardy, and her bio um, has the sentence or the part of a sentence that goes, her plays, which usually contain magic and sometimes contain science, dot, 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 and then it goes on from there. But I've always really liked that. Um, because it gives me a a sense of what she mm-hmm. likes to write about, and it's also very friendly, and it's like it it just feels accessible and conversational in a way that so many bios don't. I find a lot of bios off putting because they're they're awkwardly phrased, and they have all these kind of esoteric, or not even esoteric, but just like jargon, kind of kind of a bunch of words crammed together that that are hard to read and part of that is because there's usually a very severe word limit but this is a friendly sentence her plays which usually contain magic and sometimes contain science and it and it um is easy to follow she's like taking the time mm-hmm. to say what her plays are about in a way that's conversational and then she ends her bio, she can make things happen with her mind, <laughs> which I also like. Do you, Have you ever considered putting into your bio what you believe or what you write about? Good question, because I, you know, I do see these bios and they have that. And for me, I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's why I never put it in. Because I, oh, I, it's, okay. like, it's a, mm-hmm. a thing that I'm like... I still, I just don't know what really makes me tick yet or what it is that I want to strive or what I'm writing. It's like, I know, like, I love comedies. um, Mm -hmm. And there's always these themes of kind of the working class, all in my work, being an immigrant, all that stuff. But Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, I don't, I don't put it in because I'm like, well, you know, I don't know if I'm going to continuously write that for the rest of my life. I don't know that. And it's like, yeah. I just put this yeah. pressure on myself for no reason. But <laughs> um, So you could be pigeonholing yourself accidentally. If you say, I write this kind of play, mm-hmm. then it feels like you're making a promise that you might not want to keep later. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And so I'm like, but so I'm sh- still thinking about it. Yeah. So I'm, that's, yeah. Still thinking about it. Another example that I really like is from a, a different guest that we've had recently, Tanuja Jagernoth says, uh, Tanucha Jagernath is a playwright and dramaturg who believes in the necessity of creation during times of destruction. That's the first sentence of her bio. What do you think about that one? I love that. It, Why? It's um, 
it, in the same way that we read the other bios and the kind of personality, like there's like, in, in a good way, like in a great way. Like it's like there's some like gravity to hers. Um, mm-hmm. I almost want to take her like I it forced me to take us take her seriously for a second. Like really like, OK, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Um, it's not just like, oh, fun and cute, fun bio. This is like this is a life work. Like she's kind of like this. And then she's like, and she's that word who believes like believes in this. You know, mm-hmm. so that's like important thing to point out. But it's again, it's another thing. Same thing with the others is that I get a sense of her point of view, her what what's important to her that I should take into consideration when I like look at her as a writer or as an. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's like a lens through which mm-hmm. to see her work mm-hmm. for sure. Okay, Sarah, I'm gonna read to you mm-hmm. um, a comment from one of our listeners nina morrison listeners and former guests um i asked her what do you think about bios and what makes a good one and she said i'm fascist about bios nothing personal just the show's residency funding and schools (laughs) and then she said and then she said but because that's all the stuff i want to know so i can try to copy them and get the same residencies and read those plays and stuff (laughs) (laughs) yeah we, I mean, uh, we're yeah. already seeing something created by the playwright, so we don't need to know more personal stuff. What do you think about that? Thank you, Nina, oh. for responding. I, but I, here's the thing. Like, I feel like because we're writers too, we're playwrights too. Yeah, like, so I'm in the same boat with her. Like, I want to know the stuff. Like, I want to know um, how they got mm-hmm. to where they are. But I'm trying to think as a, just like an audience member reader, you know, like that's, and I'm like, like, do I really care about like? Does the average person know who, what O'Neill is? Like, does I don't know. Right. Um, I mean, I just feel like if I look at a bio and there's a whole bunch of um, pers- uh, proper nouns like names of theaters and names of uh, awards, my eyes glaze over, and I and it doesn't feel like I'm reading sentences. It feels like I'm just reading names. Right. I mean, that isn't that why. Maybe you shouldn't list all of them. List like the, your top three favorite. Mm-hmm. Just a couple. A couple. Like, mm-hmm. The three favorites that you just like really love and got some recognition the way uh, Morgan Gold said, like <laughs> the thing that only plays seems to get produced. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. So Because yeah. it's so honest. It's like, uh, I think so many playwrights mm-hmm. can relate to that. But But Nina makes a good point that so many times – in a bio, we might see the name of a residency or an opportunity that then we we that's how we find out about it for the first time and then we can go research it and, and think, oh, I want to apply to that too. That sounds like a really fun festival. I think we could also tell when person is totally half-assing their bio too. Um. <laughs> you know what would be what? an amazing bio? What if what if People start listing the fees that they paid for all of these opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> I spent one grand uh, for this moment <laughs> to fly over there, house myself, and pay the fee. Um, <laughs> yes, she has spent this much money on this on development opportunities for this play, and, and I'll be like, "Wow, <laughs> she spent <laughs> this one." To get this, this play developed. This is the most transparent playwright out there. <laughs> like, 
Her net her net losses on this play are this much money. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Um uh I'll say this. I feel like if if you want to add that one two sentence of humor, it seems like it looks like it's at the top or the bottom of the bio, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's something it's like I think those are the most safe places <laughs> to put there because it's like to kind of grab their attention or, you know, put at the end and be like, okay, I said the thing that I'm supposed to say, but here's a little fun thing about me. Yeah. Um, Cause it can be risky to do too much of it. Yeah. It can be totally. a turn off for sure. Well, Sarah, what do you absolutely not want to see in somebody's bio? <sighs> what makes a really bad bio? I'm trying to think like, uh, I'm sure there's so many. Um, or like what kind of information is just too much when the person it's just and I used to do this when I was younger but <laughs> this guy just going off tangent for no reason I don't know like uh, like trying to trying to be clever because <laughs> we're I mean when I say clever I mean it's like they're above this bio I don't know how to say this like how to mm-hmm relay this but it's just when you read the bio and there's just like so above this like why am I doing a bio and like for some reason it reads through <laughs> and then I'm mm-hmm. like wow this person well clearly it sounds like a horrible person even though it's just <laughs> I don't know what do you think about um what do you think about mentioning your pet or your significant other or your interests and hobbies in a bio See, if it's at the top or the bottom of Then the, it's okay. I, yeah, I'm kind of like, uh, you know, I, I'm i pretty forgiving when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but not in the middle. But not in the middle. Like if it's like her plays were include or performed and, and developed and X, Y, Z, she really loves cats. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, blah, blah, blah. She really loves cats. Like, I don't know. Something, I don't know. Like... But if it, but if it's done in a way that works through the narrative of who you are, then I'm like, okay with it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can work. But yeah, again, it's like it's just the tone of the bio. Like you have to be clear how you're pre- how you're presenting yourself in that tone because yeah, I've I've read so many snobby bios and I'm like, oh. I'm like, don't care about you. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, and it's it's just weird because we're kind of – you have to promote yourself, but you mm-hmm. – and list your best accomplishments, but you don't want to sound like you're bragging too much. I don't know. It's just a weird format. Yeah. I think it should be – maybe it should be – what it is, it's like it should be – like light, informative, succinct. Have a, you can have a little cleverness as long as it doesn't make you sound like a dickwad. Um, <laughs> sorry, I should probably. It's really good, um, good advice. Yeah, I wonder if this episode needs to put explicit on because I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Great topic. I like this one. Cool. Well, listeners, let us know how you feel about bios yeah. and when is it okay to deviate from the standard list format does anybody have any strong opinions about saying you love cats in your bio 
Um, what do you absolutely not want to see in a bio? And would you ever consider listing the fees that you have spent? Because <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Oh, my God. Also, some other ideas I'll just throw out there. What if a bio were formatted like a play? What if a bio – actually, Sarah, this was your idea. What if a bio listed all your failures instead of all your successes? What if a bio were written in reverse order, mm-hmm. starting with your oldest accomplishments and ending with your most recent accomplishments? Um, but again, this – you could do this on your website. You could do whatever you want on your website. But I think it's just like when you're submitting to places and – just to be a little mm-hmm. more safe on the safe side because you don't yeah right. well yeah there's all different purposes because yeah. then there's like the bio you put in a program and the bio you put on new play exchange and the bio you put on your website and the bio you send to beckett's babies when you're interviewed by sam and sarah <laughs> right but yeah because in that sense right it's because we we want to know how we should present you on where like right, exactly. That's yeah, kind of, it's it's very practical. Use, um, yeah. All right, let's move on to glistens. Okay, I have to think of one. <laughs> um, do, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, <laughs> it's so. I oh, I've got one. Oh, you got one. Are you still thinking? I got one. Okay, go. My glisten is the tides of the ocean because Mm -hmm. after many years of living in the Midwest, I'm living on the coast, and I get to go to this island a couple times a week and walk my dog there, and it's kind of amazing the difference between high tide and low tide, and how it. It looks different. It looks completely different depending on what time of day you're there. And just the power of the ocean and all these creatures that live in the intertidal zone and are submerged half the day and exposed half the day. I think it's just really cool. So the power of the natural world is on my mind. Mm. That's my glisten. I'm trying to, you know what? Now that we said failure, fail, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, like a negative glisten. I'm trying to think Ooh. of a negative glisten. That happened. bad thing that happened. Bad thing. But <laughs> the only bad thing I could think of was, um, I was at the gym the other day, and it's like really hot, and guys are not putting on their deodorant. <laughs> Like put on your deodorant. It is so gross. Like I, I am oh just like the smells is just <laughs> gross, pungent, and ugh. I don't. Yeah, that's all I could think. But it's it shows <laughs> that there's not really not much going on in my life. That's that's the most negative thing in my life right now is that guys don't put on their deodorant, um, like they should. Um, but. Well, like the ocean tides, that's, I guess, another natural phenomenon. (laughs) Body smells. Yeah. Thanks so much for that, Sarah. What a pleasant note to end on. Of course. Um, All right. So, listeners, hope this was 
all that you've asked for and more. <laughs> Body odors. Uh, but always remember to subscribe, share. Um, and we always love to hear from you, uh, your thoughts on all things playwriting. And if you have ideas for future episodes, we'd love to hear them too. Yeah. All right. Bye.